Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashev and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Another episode of... <laughs> you could turn on Mike's uh, mic. Tasty's mic. <laughs> uh, I, think I, I think I did yesterday's show with it off the whole time. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why the show was so good. Yeah. All right. I uh, know we're, we're, we're here in our Lagunitas Ganza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the Lagunitas today, folks. We got it. We got three Lagunitas shows back to back to back. And uh, because uh, Lagunitas is quite popular with our uh, our listeners, and, uh-huh. and we got a lot of requests for uh, Lagunitas Censored, which we're doing uh, right now. And uh, we're going to follow it up with a Lagunitas IPA and a Lagunitas Brown Sugar. The sugar. Yeah. So uh, it's the Lagunitas Ganza. Or Lagunita Ganza. Extravagant, yeah, right, exactly. Yes. Uh, the other day we were doing a water Ganza on Brew Strong. Oh, yeah. Which is three, three water three shows, water shows uh, back to back to back. <laughs> uh, you know, if you're listening to podcasts, uh, the shows come out every two weeks. But if you listen live, you can uh, jump in on the chat. You can listen to all this stuff live. We, we tend to do uh, multiple shows back to back. And uh, if you go to the thebrewingnetwork.com, you can click on the uh, live chat now button. Join in with uh, other listeners, and you can ask questions, you can comment on the show, yeah. uh, things like that, and uh, uh, participate. And, uh, you know, participation is a good thing. Uh, one thing I want to say that's uh, also a very good thing is uh, our fine sponsor, northernbrewer.com. The guys at Northern Brewer, they, uh, they help us out by uh, making all this programming possible. If you enjoy this show... Uh, and you want to keep hearing more of it, go to northernbrewer.com, buy something, and in your comments there, make sure they know that uh, uh, one of the reasons you, you uh, frequent their, their establishment is because uh, you enjoy their support of the Brewing Network and uh, the Jamil Show, Can You Brew It? Uh, another uh, with, Mike thing, <laughs> with, with Mike McDowell. With Mike McDowell. With Tasty McDowell. With that other guy. Mike Tasty McDowell. <laughs> Well, and another thing we're doing together, long shot. Mike and I are going to be uh, working at the uh, oh, yeah. long shot uh, San Francisco gym. Yeah, I can't work enough competitions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to be our fourth year in a row, isn't it? Oh, something. Yeah, yeah four years we've been uh, helping yeah. out with the long shot in San Francisco, and I'll tell you, it's a, a, a great competition. They don't charge you to enter at all. Yeah, it's, it's free. free. Yeah, freaking free competition. Yeah. So even if you don't think you got a great beer. Um, it's a great opportunity to get feedback on your beer to uh, help you improve uh, what you're doing. Yeah. 
So you need what three or four bottles, and uh, you just need to get them to uh, you know the uh, the drop off location, depending on where that is. They've got a, a place in Boston, they got a place in Chicago, and then San Francisco, which is actually uh, Concord. Uh, uh, so if you uh, can get your beers in, doesn't cost you anything, and uh, the deadline is what the fifteenth of uh, of. Uh it's the fifteenth through May first, so right. April fifteenth, yeah. April fifteenth through May first. Yeah, right. so you, so you got, got time. A, got a couple of weeks to get them in. Yeah, but don't delay. Don't don't put it off. You don't need to drink those bottles of beer. Send them in, and uh, you know you have a chance at uh, fame and fortune, like uh, my buddy here, uh, Mike Tasty McDole. He's got <laughs> his go. picture on the uh, on the six pack on the bottles. He's got his own label. They flew him out to Boston. Yeah. Got his uh, face on a banner right here in the tr- studio. Treat him like a king. Even my homies here think I'm something. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> and and uh, and your your beer's coming out right in the yeah, long shot uh, uh, six pack. It's people are drinking it uh, as we speak in the uh, central states, and right. uh, and it hits the we're west waiting coast it, pretty uh, soon. We're waiting for it to hit out here this weekend. So it's a six pack of beers, and it's two of each style. Yes. From the long shot competition, right. so the winners, and uh, in there we've got uh, uh, the double IPA, Mike McDowell's double IPA, right. which is uh, based on. Uh, 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 Vinny's uh, Pliny the Elder, right? And uh, that's a great beer. Yeah. And another great one in there is uh, Alec uh, Dropshoff, right? Yeah. Who's uh, also out here, another yeah. winner from San Francisco, and uh, he's got that uh, Bach in there, right? Right, exactly. Traditional and Bach. Traditional Bach is a great beer as well. Right. And uh, Chris Swigert is the employee the, beer. That's a, uh, what is that, a cranberry wit. Cranberry wit. Yes. And, you know, cranberries and wit, cranberries have a nice tartness to them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I think that would go well with it. You know, it's a nice, uh, you know, variety pack. You get a little bit of everything in there. You get malty, hoppy, and uh, fruity. I'll tell you, that's actually, that's probably one of the best six packs you can buy. Uh, I'm I'm seeing that. For variety. Yeah. Yeah, you get, uh, exactly, you get a hoppy, you get a really malty, and you get kind of a a light, refreshing, fruity beer. Yeah. I expect Uh, it's going to sell out pretty quick. Yeah, because it'll be the kind where people will buy it, and then they'll go, go back and buy another six pack. Right, right, they right. Liked it. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree with that. That that's actually, if you're to put together a variety pack, <laughs> that's actually well, a no good goose. Way to go. Come on, <laughs> or, well, yeah, I mean you could throw in a sour beer there, <laughs> like but uh, you know you only got six slots. And you want to do two bottles well, six. of each. What thing was you could do with six different beers? Wow. Right, right. Well, but you know it's nice to have two of each. That's you know, because you enjoy it. Like one. One yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you want to share with somebody. Oh yeah. So uh, you know, get yourself to the store, find the uh, long shot six pack, and then uh, you know you can come on, tell Tasty. You could uh, get in the live chat and tell Tasty what you think of his uh, his long shot beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I bet you, if we get enough people, we could get Alex on here, and uh, uh, they could tell him what they think of the the Bach. That's right. We'll get him on here. Yeah. No, no, no that'd be that'll be great. Anyways, so uh, we're going to be covering um, the... Oh, where do you uh, enter that competition? I remember, I forget the website. Was that samueladams.com? Yeah. Samadams.com. Oh, well, there right. you go. And uh, you can probably just search for Longshot or something. Yeah. yeah. Samueladams.com, and then there is a promotions page. You can right. check out, give you all the rules, where to enter, when to enter, how much to enter, mm-hmm. everything you need to know. Samueladams.com. Right. Free. Frickin' free. Free, free yeah, When you that, pay, you know, nine bucks an entry or fourteen bucks an entry, it's nice to have free because, yeah. again, was, you know, you got a shot at winning, but win or not, enter whatever beers you got because, uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna find that you'll get 
yeah. some pretty darn good feedback from They're the judges. It's excellent judges. We uh, honest, honest opinions. You know, the they best. don't know, they don't know what's your beer, and they're going to give you good feedback and how to uh, you know what needs to be improved or you know whether it's a flawless beer or whatever. They'll right. they'll let you know that. So right. well, uh, I'm selfish. I just want to see another Beaners face on the bottle. <laughs> that's what I care about. That's right. More well, BN Army chance. members in the spotlight. Right. Well, it'll be be a lot of fun. And today, a lot of fun is going to be covering Lagunitas Censored. It's kind of a uh, uh, an amber ale. It's actually on the uh, BJCP style guides as a classic example of amber ale, American amber, American amber, amber right? Yes. And uh, for me, uh, it's got a uh, kind of a malty character to it. Uh, firmly bitter. Uh, the bitterness carries through to the end. It's a, uh, uh, you know, it's got a pointed bitterness to it. It's, but it's not. Uh, doesn't finish bitter. It doesn't finish bitter, and it's not. Uh, you know, it's it's it it's obviously got a bitterness to it, but um, you know, enough maltiness kind of carries it through. I wouldn't say it's evenly balanced, no. but it's not excessively bitter either. No. You know, it, it it's just enough to nice kind of cleanse the palate and right. make you make you want more. Yeah, that's uh, what you're looking for in an amber ale. Is right, sort of a, yeah. a little malt forward, but still hot. A little malt and a, li- a little bit of caramel. Yeah, kind of a caramel crystal, note to it. Right. Crystal crystal caramel malt note to it was kind of nice. Part of a amber ale character, right. and uh, generally kind of you know what's interesting is uh, there's some esters to it, but it's fairly clean. It's not yeah. like uh, you know a, a Cal ale or a 1056. Uh, uh, yeast type of type of clean, but um, uh, you know very restrained esters. Those esters are there, but in uh, moderate levels. So yeah. it adds some complexity and adds some uh, interest to the beer, but not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of hop flavor or aroma. It's a uh, very restrained. There's some in there, but not a lot. Uh, and uh, you know, overall, a very uh, refreshing, uh, good session beer. Right. Uh, yeah, I could drink a couple of pints of that. I don't yeah. know about you guys, but, yeah, but definitely. I think that's a good one. All right. So, uh, what we'll do, we'll take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to hear uh, Jeremy Marshall from Lagunitas kind of tell us all about uh, Lagunitas Censored. Back after this. Okay, so my double IPA has an ABV of 7.5 and a clarity of brilliant. So that's a plus 8. I pour it. Sorry. Looks like she found it unpalatable. Ha! Shut up, Doug. My creek gets a plus ten versus girls because it's a fruit beer. You can't open the bottle and she walks over to the guy with the Pinot Grigio. This sucks. Ugh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this? Non-alcoholics anonymous? Dude, get out of here. We're in the middle of a brew session. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Have you ever been called upon to explain why it's named India Pale Ale? Do you burp Y Yeast 3522 and crap Cascade? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs. Ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the Tongue Splitter. I've got dry hops stuck in my braces. And the burp. And barrel porter. Now on tap in the Mose Eisley Cantina. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. Homebrewers, listen up. Have you seen Mike McDowell's picture on that sweet Sam Adams six pack? Well, it's your turn. Did you know that two prior long shot winners have gone on to become professional brewers themselves? It's time to enter this year's Samuel Adams Long Shot American Homebrew Contest. 
Jim Cook first brewed Samuel Adams Boston Lager in his kitchen using a 100-year-old recipe from his great-great-grandfather. This is your chance to have your handcrafted homebrew recipe distributed all across America. Be the next homebrewer on the Sam Adams Long Shot Six Pack. This year's contest is going on right now, and you should be a part of it. Time is running out, though. All entries must be received between April 15th and May 1st. Go to samadams.com for all the details and to register your entry, which, by the way, is free. The Samuel Adams Long Shot American Homebrew Contest. Giving back to where it all began. Enter today. White Labs, your source for maltose mowing monsters, announces the White Labs Platinum lineup for 2009. Looking for out-of-the-ordinary yeast to make the best beer possible? The Platinum strains from White Labs are only available for a limited time and make your homebrew stand out. Through February, find Australian Ale, Essex Ale, and Dusseldorf Alt Yeast. March and April, it's Nottingham Ale, Abbey 4, and Mexican Lager Yeast. And May through June, don't miss Premium Bitter Ale, Belgian Wit 2, and Belgian Bastogne Ale Yeast. Keep up with all the great yeasts in the White Labs Platinum Program at whitelabs.com, where you can also join the White Labs Customer Club. Brew with the freshest and most unique yeast with the White Labs 2009 Platinum Strains. White Labs. It's all in the vial. This is www.thebrewingnetwork.com. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. I'm here with Jeremy Marshall, head brewer of Lagunitas Brewing Company. Hey, Jeremy, thanks for joining us. Uh, how you doing today? I'm doing excellent. Great. Uh, you know, y- y- your uh, beers are distributed in a large number of states across the country, even in Canada. And uh, so I think a number of people might be familiar with, with your beers, uh, except for those unlucky people in, in the states where, where you don't distribute yet. But, uh, Red states? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if uh, you know some of the people may uh, may not know the the story of the Lagunitas Brewery. Can you give us a kind of a short uh, uh, history of Lagunitas, how it came to be, and how it got to uh, uh, sure thing to where it is today? Uh, yeah. So, uh, Lagunitas Brewing Company was uh, started up in 1993, um, in in uh, the the owner Tony McGee. Uh, basically just just was a avid home brewer and was just uh, brewing in his garage and uh, he was uh, getting some instruction from some of the uh, uh, the other uh, you know just com- some camaraderie with some of the other uh, brewers in the area uh, Randy Grimp who's currently uh, the head brewer of Third uh, Street at the time he worked at the Calistoga Inn and uh, also uh, Grant over at uh, Black Diamond and they, so they were just like some, 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 you know, fellow, uh, brew buddies and were kind of just, you know, showing them hops and they would brew and, and, uh, and, and he basically, uh, got to the point where he graduated out of the, the five gallon batch and, and decided to bite the bullet and, and, and to spend the money on a, on a little three and a half, uh, barrel direct fire system. And oddly enough, that yielded seven kegs, which was the exact same amount of beer the back of his pickup truck could hold. And uh, so uh, just locally around uh, the area of Lagunitas, uh, Forest Knolls, and just 
you know, kind of Marin County, Sonoma County would just load up kegs in the back of his truck and go and visit restaurants and everybody just really liked the beer and just the big, you know, positive response. And, uh, so that just kind of kept them going. And, uh, I'd say the, the biggest analogy to the, the way that he, he started, uh, then would kind of be like, uh, Brian for, from, uh, Moonlight now. He's kind of a, you know, he really does it all. I'll, I'll be at a bar at like, you know, midnight and here he comes, you know, wrangling a keg, you know, he just does it all. And, yeah. and it's, uh, that's kind of what you have to do if you, if you going to start your own place, you got to be ready. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not a party. It's a lot of work and mm-hmm. it's a lot of stress. And, and, uh, so that's, that's what Tony was doing. And, uh, the, everybody really liked the beer and the, the full bodied nature of it and just all the, all the hops and everything. And, and, uh, uh, then he kind of moved uh, into the back of an old uh, grocery store in, in Forest Knolls and uh, didn't know a whole lot about uh, um, uh, wastewater and uh, unfortunately uh, was uh, drained, drained a little bit of yeast down the, down the drain and it overwhelmed the uh, city septic system and uh, they had one response. That was, uh, see you later, get out. And <laughs> so uh, he had to move to a more populous region that had a little bit more... Uh, uh, wastewater, uh, you know, more, more, more bugs at their facility. So he relocated, uh, to Petaluma to, uh, across the street from our current location and, uh, very quickly outgrew, uh, that location and then moved across the street where we currently reside, 1280 North McDowell. And, uh, and if anybody's ever been there, then they know what I mean by this. Uh, it's, it's pretty tight. Um, a lot of the tanks are, touching each other and there's not a whole lot of room it's uh we're really really growing in into the into the warehouse but it's it's still serving us well and uh that probably brings us up to the up to the present mm-hmm. well and you you guys are right there off of uh highway 101 in petaluma and and you guys do uh tours uh at the brewery don't you yeah that's correct uh, uh anyone and everyone is encouraged to come by uh, Monday through Friday at three o'clock, uh, they'll sit you down and, and it's, it's completely free. Uh, you can, you can do some, uh, some samples. We'll give you as much beer as we're le- legally able to give you. And, uh, and then, uh, after a, a little tasting, uh, let you tour the bottling facility and the, uh, the filtration and the cellar. And, uh, you can see our, our two, uh, wonderful dry hop cannons that we have. And then our, our brand new uh, uh, German uh, Rolex brew house that we just got one year ago to date, and uh, you'll get. And, and then as well as our uh, outdoor tank farm, uh, juxtaposed against the beauty of Sonoma Mountain. Great. It's a uh, it's a wonderful place, and uh, I know people have a, a wonderful time uh, if they get a chance to to visit. And you know, one of my uh, my favorite beers actually and the more i drink of it the more i love it is uh lagunitas censored and it's actually uh a favorite of a lot of uh, listeners by by the number of requests we got um you know it's it's got that wonderful uh you know kind of uh not overwhelming but a, a gentle caramel malt character that really fills it out a, a kind of a biscuity background note and uh even uh slightly uh uh, an, an orange, 
a citrus kind of note in there and a even a even a slightly spicy note to it uh, I was uh, having some just the other day and and just thinking about how you know the more I drank of it the more I really really enjoy that beer and and a, and a rich thick uh, mouthfeel I'm very impressed with that beer can you share uh, your secrets for for brewing that that beer with us oh no no problem so uh, why don't you uh, start us off with uh, what's what's the, the starting gravity on that beer? Okay, the, the starting gravity is uh, 16 degrees Plato. Mm-hmm. And uh, your length of your boil on that? That's a standard 60-minute uh, boil. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, how many IBUs and finishing gravity? Okay. Uh, IBUs is, uh, I guess, these days would be considered a little bit on the low end at about uh, uh, 35. Mm-hmm. And the final gravity is uh, between uh, four and a half and five degrees Plato. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, mash temp? Right. Uh, it's basically the, the best way uh, to do it, even though like, uh, it's you know, a little different on our, our new system. We do a temperature program mash simply because we can, mm-hmm. but uh, we made sensor just fine for many, many years on our, our single infusion mash ton, mm-hmm. and uh, we did a mash temperature of uh, 156 Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. That's part of what gives it such a, a rich body to that beer, right? Yeah, yeah. So if if we matched it in at one at one fifty as opposed to one fifty six, it mm-hmm. would just make it too fermentable and too dry, and then that that caramelliness that you that you pointed out, it just wouldn't really pop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how about the grain bill on this beer? Okay, it's seventy four percent two row pale or our uh, base malt of your choice. Mm-hmm. And eight uh, percent malted wheat, ten mm-hmm. percent Munich, the ten lava bond, six and a half percent C sixty, and only point uh, oh four, so four hundredths of a percent of roasted barley. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the that's the secret ingredient that I, I think just it's that little pinch of roast that gives it that that uh, that little that little biscuitiness. Right. What what level bond is that roasted barley you use? Oh, you know, I I, I don't even know, but if, if I had to guess, I would say uh, five hundred. Mm-hmm. Do you know the the uh, maltster? It's, uh, it's, it's the Hubert Hubert uh, roasted barley. Okay. Great. Okay, so that's it for the grain bill. Then uh, what about uh huh? Okay, uh, we're we're going to do grams per liter. Okay, and uh, we're going to we have standard uh, uh, one, two, and three. So that's uh, a bitterness, uh, mm-hmm. flavor, and then a whirlpool hop. Mm-hmm. So starting with the uh, bitterness hop, we do point uh, two grams per liter of horizon. Mm-hmm. 
and that's a 12% alpha acid. Mm -hmm. So Horizon, uh, if you couldn't find it, you could you could maybe try like a nugget. Mm -hmm. Both of the hops are uh, der derived from the Brewer's Gold, so they're uh, cousins, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And then also in the bitterness edition is uh, three-tenths of a gram liter of Willamette at 4.6% alpha acid. Mm -hmm. And that's all for the first hop edition. Mm -hmm. And then the middle hop edition, which is at uh, 30 minutes, is seven-tenths of a gram per liter of Willamette. and one-tenth of a gram per liter of Centennial, mm -hmm. followed with 0 0.2 grams per liter of Cascade. And I should mention the Centennial is about 10% alpha, and the Cascade is about 6%. Mm -hmm. okay. And that's it for the middle flavor edition. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, you mentioned the, the kind of uh, slightly uh, citrusy character, and that's that's going to be all this last hop edition, which is the Whirlpool hop, and it's uh, four tenths of a gram per liter of Centennial, along with this amount, four tenths of a gram per liter of Liberty, mm -hmm. and that's right in the Whirlpool. And uh, on th on this beer, there is no dry hop. Okay. Do you do a lot of dry hopping on your other beers? Actually, uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, we have, uh, we always have, and we pretty, pretty much dry hop every single beer we make, but the censored and the Pilsner. And uh, all the other beers have, are, are dry hopped and have always been. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny because uh, dry hopping has gotten tremendously popular <laughs> in the in the past uh Five to ten years, but it's uh, it's uh, you know, definitely we're we're a huge we're a huge advocate and 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 beers that people like to get really out there with, you know, two or three pounds per barrel. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we've been a little bit starting about three years ago. We did start brewing those kind of beers too, and you know, those are those are beers that the brewers really like, but. Uh, you know, some of the more old school people, they're just like, oh, it's not balanced. And uh, <laughs> so that's one thing about the sensor that uh, you know, we find that a lot of people who aren't hop heads and just, you know, they, they take a sip of uh, a real hoppy beer and they say, oh, you know, it tastes like pine cones. Uh, the sensor mm -hmm. is a beer that, that they really can deal with well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd say uh, Lagunitas uh, must be kind of unusual in that. Almost every beer is dry hopped. I, I don't know. I've, I've never heard of another brewery that uh, does that. Uh, have you, or you know, have um, any of your? Yeah, I would say dry hopping is probably more more common than maybe what they're saying. Um, especially these days. I mean, uh, it's it's you know kind of kind of sad to say it, but some of the most fast growing categories. Uh, in in craft uh, are are massively dry hopped, and of course that's going to include your uh, imperial IPAs and your your uh, even regular IPAs and, and and anything West Coast style. So if it's a West Coast style pale ale or West Coast style IPA, and and even now what's uh, quite popular are uh, 
these massively dry hopped uh, Belgian beers, which uh, personally I, I find delicious, but you know, if there's only opinions out there and other people think they're disgusting, then they're equally right. <laughs> okay, so on this beer, what about uh, yeast? What what kind of yeast do you use on this? Uh, we're, we're using the uh, highly flocculent English ale, um, and on, on uh, we're using Y yeast, so that's going to be uh, 1968. 1968, okay. And the equivalent mm-hmm. on White Labs would be the WLP002 English ale, uh, both great products. Um, and what sort of fermentation temperature? Uh, we're, we're mentioning this beer at 66 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Uh, nice restraint. It benefits uh, mm-hmm. it, uh, at 85% attenuated, so right around, uh, like, uh, if it's going to go to 5 Play-Doh, right around 6.5% uh, Play-Doh, we're going we're gonna to ramp that up to around 70 for a diacetyl rest for mm-hmm. uh, at least 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that English uh, yeast will uh, produce a fair amount of diacetyl. Especially uh, oh, yeah. uh, with uh, the heightened activity, you're going to reabsorb that diacetyl. Because uh, I, I don't uh, get any diacetyl out of, uh, out of this beer at all. So uh, clearly, you know, it's, it's got a, a, nice, uh, a nice fermentation profile uh, and, and, you know, very clean as far as uh, anything like diacetyl goes. Well, I'm, I'm sure if you sent it to a lab and, and had it tested, I'm knowing that yeast there there probably is a little, but with that uh, with that warm maturation conditioning, it, it pretty much knocks it out. So, mm-hmm. okay. And on this, do you do you do any sort of water adjustments on this beer? Uh, yep, yeah, uh, we're just we're going to Burtonize, so uh, just a little bit of gypsum. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you- we're adding about a. Mm-hmm. You add that to the mash or to the uh, the brew kettle? Yes. Both. Uh, yep, we're going to do both. Um, obviously, much more to the to the mash due to the precipitation to the spent grain. Uh, we're looking for about a hundred parts per million uh, uh, calcium in the mash, and then that's going to end up about fifty in the kettle. And we're adding just a tiny pinch, uh, almost you know nothing, with those uh, uh, bitterness hops to reconstitute what we lost. So that in the final product, we're looking at 60 parts per million. And uh, on, a, on a segue, there's a, a good uh, book out there called The Principles of uh, of uh, well, it's called a textbook of brewing calculations. And uh, he has some just a stellar little section in there on on uh, minerals that can really break it down. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Anything else we should know in order to uh, brew this beer? Um, no, that's about it. Uh, definitely get the um, get the yeast out of there as as soon as the fermentation uh, slows down because it's it's uh, uh, since it's since it's not dry hopped or anything like that. Um, you know, autolysis flavors are going to be really, really uh, noticeable if you, if you don't get those yeast out of there. So mm-hmm. that's uh, as soon as the fermentation is done, uh, get get the beer off the yeast. Okay. Great tip. 
Well, thank you, Jeremy, for sharing uh, all this great information about uh, brewing uh, one of our listeners' favorite beers. And uh, uh, I look forward to, to seeing you out at uh, Lagunitas in, in Petaluma. Are you guys going to make it out to the uh, National Homebrewers Conference in Oakland this year? Yep, I just received a word today that uh, we we will be there. Excellent. Any idea what what beers you're going to bring? You know, I I don't really know. Uh, I, I'm I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, what day is that? That is June 18th through the 20th, and I think Pro Brewers Night 18th. is the 19th or the 18th. Yeah. So in, in in June, our uh, our seasonals, uh, we should have uh, some Lucky Thirteen going. Oh, and okay. uh, and I'm and I'm sure we'll bring plenty of uh, hop stupid and and IPA censored and uh, brown sugar. Not not a good time of year for that one. So won't be any of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that <laughs> one that one's uh, like an October uh, fall beer, right? Uh, actually, it's a, yeah, even a little later. Uh, we we start brewing it up in uh, November, and it's it's kind of a uh, we let it out maybe uh, a week or two before the. The, the kind of the holidays start up, so more of a December release. Okay, great, great Christmas present for yourself out there, uh, listeners. Uh, get yourself a, a few few bombers of uh, brown sugar, or barring that, get yourself any uh, Lagunitas bigger and uh, treat yourself with that as well. Uh, thank you, Jeremy, for for joining us. Uh, I appreciate all your time and uh, all the great information. Yep, anytime. Thank you. Okay, I rolled a 15, and I get a plus two from my yeast starter. Nope, sorry, you failed your roll. Your beer is infected. No way. You had to be at a 24. It's schizosaccharomyces. This sucks. I just failed versus oxidation. Our party is fracked. Doug's the only one left, and his beer is a Berliner Weiss. What's this? A tea party? Hey, this is a brew session, man. Get lost. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Does your significant other know the difference between an Irish red ale and a Flanders red ale? Do you burp, strizzle, spalt, and fart Y yeast 2308? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the socially awkward Patters beer and the sci-fi convention showstopper number eight make 10th level at northernbrewer.com downtown joe's located in the historic oberon building in beautiful downtown napa california offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8 30 a.m to 1 a.m every day for 15 years at the corner of second and main downtown joe's has been voted best night spot seven times and best brew pub for the last four years in a row Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Catherine the Great Imperial Stout, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and happy hour all day Mondays. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. 
Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their Williams German Pills is mashed with pure German Moravian two-row barley malt for a light blonde color and malty crispness you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out their unique fermenters, draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and more. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enter promo code BREW at the order checkout for $5 off your next order over $50. Orders placed by 3 p.m. ship the same day. Again, go to williamsbrewing.com and enter promo code BREW at checkout for $5 off your next order. Brewing is easy the Williams way. We're back. We're talking Lagunitas Censored. That's our challenge today is uh, can we brew Lagunitas Censored Clone? Can we can we match those things up? And uh, Jeremy was was quite nice. I mean, yeah. uh, very helpful. And, uh, you know, I don't know about the rest of you, but I had heard that... Um, I keep talking about the rest of you, but the only ones with mics turned on is <laughs> Tasty and myself. Uh, you know, I had heard that, uh, you know, Lagunitas was very tight-lipped about their recipes and, and, and their processes. And, uh, well, a lot of them are that secret. way. And I, yeah, so I, I generally assume that's the case, and I'm always surprised when right, they, yeah. Right. And I think it's kind of the magic of the Brewing Network. Yeah. People are like, yeah, all right, sure, I can right. do the recipe. What the heck? You know, right. we're going to be on the air? Okay, sounds good. Well, so, I know uh, I, I've you know I've dealt with enough recipes to realize that it's relatively small part of the uh, equation. So right, that's true. Right. Yeah, I, I think I don't uh, think they know, know that at the brewery too. Somebody, so yeah, somebody gives you the recipe and good luck. You with know, that. You, yeah. yeah, you got to do some adjusting, right. uh, you know, to to get there. Well, and the recipe that that we came up with, uh, Mike and myself, we came up with on this is um, to brew censored. Uh, for a six gallon batch, six uh, U.S. gallons or. Uh, Oh, that works out to be what uh, a million, a million liters. I don't know. Uh, twenty, twenty, twenty some liters. Twenty three point seven liters. All right. Um, uh, anticipated original gravity ten sixty six. It's just a, a smidge over sixteen Plato. Uh, SRM was uh, twelve point nine. And here's the interesting thing. You know, the IBUs on uh, censored on the six pack say twenty five. Yes. Uh, using the Rager formula, and what I got from the discussion and what I get from tasting the beer, I bumped it up to 35.1. And the reason being, uh, you know, we taste these beers before we brew them. We match them up to the recipe, and we say, well, you know, does that seem right? Does that not? And the 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 grams per liter of uh, hops that we got from Jeremy, I'm sure, you know, he's given us ab- absolutely the... Uh, the, the straight poop on it, but it, it just didn't uh, turn out correct in, uh, in in what we had. Our and typical so, utilization. So we bumped them all up on all, on, on, on the recipes we were doing. Mm. So um, uh, let me go over the grain. Uh, in this case, it's uh, either 11.82 pounds of uh, two-row, American two-row, or 5.36 uh, kilograms. Uh, wheat malt, 1.27 pounds, or 0.57 kilograms. Uh, 1.58 pounds of a uh, Munich malt, uh, and 
or 0.71 kilograms, and then uh, 1.03 pounds of crystal 60, 0.47 kilograms, and then uh, roast barley, 0.07 pounds, or point uh, about 300 grams, or 30 grams, I'm sorry, exactly 30 grams of roasted barley. Uh, and that's, you know, uh, grams are, are, are a much easier unit to work with, especially yeah, in hops. In hops. Right. So I'm no longer going to give hops in uh, imperial measurements. Screw that. From now on, well, I quit. I'm, I'm, I'm giving hops in grams because that's the way I measure them. That's the way I brew because I, I'm, I'm weighing them in grams. I'm not weighing, you know, point uh, three seven ounces of freaking hops. Go I'm, back to Russia. <laughs> We're Americans here. Give us the American units. Communist. I was born in freaking Redwood City. Redwood City. Is that in Russia? Sounds awful close to Russia to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's across the bay, you <laughs> worthless it's bastards. It's short for something else. So, so no, no, Redwood, no. get it? Redwood. Join, I'm joining That's the... Right. <laughs> Fred. Yeah, I'm joining the I'm joining the rest of the the world in smartening up on you know doing things in grams and uh, and kilos Not and liters. World. Well, I'll tell you this: uh, for hops, twenty seven point two four grams of Willamette. Huh? Huh? I don't hear any whining from from you bitches. Actually, this makes it my hops. Right. You know, Just don't it, do the grains that way. Cause no, no, no. Yeah, it, it's so much easier. Grams of grains. Four hundred grams of micrograms. Kilos, kilos <laughs> for grains. And but the roasted barley, point oh seven pounds of roasted barley or thirty grams. Which one do you want to try and measure? Well, you're right. All right. Okay. So, uh, all right, uh, 27.24 grams of, of Willamette at 4.6% alpha acid. These are pellets, pellet hops. That's at 60 minutes. Uh, 4.54 grams of Horizon uh, at 12% alpha acid, uh, 60 minutes. You had Horizon? You have Horizon hops? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> I, I needed some of those. And hold now. What can I, say? I need your hop inventory. Uh, 16 grams of Willamette uh, at 4.6 alpha at uh, 30 minutes. Uh, 2.3 grams Centennial uh, at 10% alpha at 30 minutes. 4.6 gram, 4.5 grams of Cascade at uh, 5.75 alpha at 30 minutes. And then uh, 9 grams both of Centennial and Liberty. At nine uh, percent and four uh, percent at one minute, just at, just at knockout, and uh, I used uh, the White Labs WLP 002 English Ale, and uh, uh, Jeffrey uh, mentions or Jeremy mentions the uh, what was it the nineteen sixty eight, which is what they use there at uh, at uh, uh, Lagunitas, and I, I imagine those two are are slightly different. Yeah. But close enough that I used the uh, W. I, I felt it was close enough that I used the uh, 002 uh, English Ale from White Labs. Uh, I'm very familiar with it. I've used it a lot. I uh, tend to have it on hand uh, for my brewing, and, uh, and that's what I used in this case. Uh, mash temperature, uh, 156 degrees Fahrenheit, and that is in C. Uh, I don't know. What does the chart say here? It says... Uh, uh, I don't know. It says we need another beer. It says, it says you, you check that calculation yourself, because I didn't write it down. Uh, 156, and then... Uh, uh, 
and then uh, and then uh, and then ferment at uh, 66 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, what's interesting is, uh, uh, like always, I kind of jacked this up, and uh, <laughs> this what? was this was my later beer of the day. And it starts getting dark, and the wind picks up. Oh, at the, your, at oh the your brew day! You're describing yeah. your brew day. Yeah, at the estate, the the wind picks up, like and, and it freaking starts blowing. It blows out the the burner, and you know the, the I can't keep a boil going, and it's dark, yeah. and there's no lights on that side. And uh, oh, you got a new house? It hasn't been like uh, yeah, yeah. This is on the, uh, the south end of the estate, and uh, it, it is just just it's a public giant, housing, isn't it? <laughs> public oh. housing. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so I end up with an original guy instead of 1066, 1063. So three points off. But like we discovered earlier in, you know, like the Pullman Brown show, Evie, 10 points off, and it didn't really seem to matter. Right? So 1063, and it was supposed to finish at 1018 to 1020. Right. I finished at 1017. So that, that actually matches up pretty close with, you know, the, you know, uh, lower gravity. So I'm right in there. Right. And, uh, uh, what's the consensus here? So we've had a chance to taste this. We've tasted the. Yeah, uh, we've tasted the hell out of this. We, yeah, we yeah we tasted the uh, you know blind tasting. Yes. Uh, you know, the only one that knows in the studio uh, which beer is which is the brewer. And, and then everyone even else, then, even then, we uh, you know do some sort of right. shell game here and don't right. look at the. So we try and kind of fool ourselves, but right. the rest of the people in the studio do not know. Yeah. Which beer is which? They have no the the beers are poured in a separate room. They're brought out. Nothing said. The so amounts in the glasses are the same, and then they're told right. to just uh, you know uh, do their comparison and, and tell us whether it's a clone or not. So on the censored, Justin, cloned? Not cloned. I'm having a tough time with this one. This is a yes or no uh, answer here. I think so. Uh. Choose your answer wisely. Not cloned. Not cloned. And why? Why is it not cloned? I kept, you know, they just, they just taste. I, I think that there's a significant difference. Uh, in what I later found out was the actual censored. I th- I think it's a maltier beer um, than the homebrew. The homebrew had a much more pronounced perfumey hop character. And I don't mean just the aroma. The aroma was similar enough. But just that perfume hop flavor is, I think, the, is what got in the way for me. And the other one's just really a maltier beer. So I think they're similar beers. Hmm. But I would not have been able to say that they're, it's that malt character that I think the homebrew is missing. Or, it, or it's that it's overshadowed by that perfume hop thing I'm getting. And that's why I say no. Uh, interesting. I, I, is it that, or possibly you have your head up your ass? That's why. <laughs> it, well, let me check. Well, let me check. It very well. He is a little muffled. <laughs> that's not earwax either. That's something. Well, maybe he does. I'm curious what you guys think because if okay. no, if you don't identify with anything I'm saying, I'm going to be. No, no. I, I tell you what. Something's uh, here, up. Here, something's something's going on. I, I got exactly what you got. But uh, but I'm able to I, I'm able to like discount some of that. Like for instance, uh, I know for a fact that the cloned beer is at how how is this beer? Uh, uh, Fifteen days, fourteen uh, yeah, days. Not not even that. I okay, think. Okay, it's pretty young, very young beer. Right. And uh, yeah, less than no, less and, than fourteen and the, days. And the commercial beer can't be you know, at a, if they got it to us as absolutely quick as possible, it's probably six weeks old or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I know from experience that the that beers, especially these kind of beers that are uh, fairly well balanced and with a fair amount of hopping, mm-hmm. are going to change to the multi side over over time. Right, right. And uh, you know, given the goal here is to uh, come up with a recipe where you can clone the beer, I think that in tasting these, I, I have to take that into account. That if I were to say I wouldn't want to change the recipe to make it maltier, mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm I'm thinking that once the hmm. beer matures, it's going to be too malty. Right. So yeah. I'm I'm tasting what's here today, and comparing just to, to what I think it's going to be. And well, so you say point. that. With that being age. said, what do you say then? I say it's cloned. Yeah. Do you think that if it aged a bit, that that uh, malt I think you yeah. get yeah mm-hmm. you would get the malt okay. would come out. Yeah. What about uh, chatter then, Chad? Oh, hang on, let me. I, I thought it was cloned. Uh-huh. I thought it was a, a great example of uh, the commercial, and uh, I don't. I mean, maybe yeah, the hop character was there a little more in the nose. Right. Fresh beer, just as Tasty said, but boy, I mean, pretty spot on. Well, that, that was kind of the impression I got too. Is um, you know, uh, when I picked up the six pack of uh, censored at the store, it's uh, I picked up from a grocery store where I don't think it was treated very well. Typically not. So uh, you know, I wasn't wasn't that certain. You know, it was stored warm, and uh, I'm not sure how long. You know, there was dust on the bottle, <laughs> so it, it, that may have had a little bit of an impact to it. But you know, that that was all I could get my hands on uh, on the way down here. So yeah, maybe if we got it fresh from the uh, the brewery, I think there was some subtle differences, like the hop aroma. I think there was a, a, a slight bit of oxidation coming on in the uh, in the censored, which kind of accentuates kind of a kind of a malty kind mm-hmm. of character there. I could see that. Yeah, um, the uh, censored that I brewed, I thought it was actually a little sweeter than the commercial censored, not quite as dry. And um, you know, when I first uh, was bottling it up for the show earlier today, I'm like, oh crap, it's really sweet compared to the two, you know. And then mm-hmm. uh, it, it just had a, a real low carbonation, so I put in one of those. Uh, plastic bottles, put a carbonator cap on there. I jacked up the PSI to like 30, and you know, I just hoped it would have enough carbonation when I got here from the drive down that uh, you know it, it would be close. And it, it turned out it made a big difference. It really did. Hmm. And uh, you know, with the the proper carbonation level, then it dried out a little bit, and it seemed uh, much closer. You know, without carbonation, it seemed really sweet. Sure. So. In this, I, I think uh, you know. I think Mike makes an excellent point as far as um, you know, time having its effects, and you know, finding a fresh example of the commercial beer to compare. And then um, I'm not sure if I still wouldn't bump up the IBUs just a hair. You know, maybe another couple of IBU instead of um, going with 27 grams of Willamette at 60 minutes. And uh, four and a half a horizon. I might go, um, you know, bump it up to like six a horizon, six grams or seven grams a horizon uh, at sixty minutes. Hmm. Just you know, just a, just a hair more. It was close. Um, no, no. Did you use uh, uh, any water treatment on this beer? Or did you no, imagine? I didn't. And now, oh. now that was that was the interesting thing. Uh-huh. Uh, they well, and maybe that's the uh, again. Tasty. No, neither, how about- T- Tasty, you're you're firing on all cylinders tonight. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I think uh, so. The shots have helped. <laughs> the uh, the the thing I think is uh, you know they were mentioned the gypsum and I did not use gypsum in this, mm. so that would give a crisper, uh, firmer hot bitterness. So I, you're you're right. 
Um, I wouldn't increase the. <laughs> I wouldn't the increase gypsum, the huh? I would. I would have done the the, yeah. the gypsum edition like yeah, they're exactly. saying. So uh, yeah, I think maybe that was it. But um, and then mine also isn't filtered, so you know that might have some impact as well. Yeah. But I yeah, I would go with cloned on this one as well. So I think uh, the consensus then yeah. we've got one dissenter. Justin's an think, idiot. Uh, I think that's pretty much. <laughs> You know, Tasty, when I'm going to remember this when no one's one's standing on your side. Now we're getting sense. Wait. (laughs) I don't need, yeah. Okay. I don't need this trouble. I don't need this headache. That's right. Your talent. talent. He's going to leave. I'm a hack, but I work for free, so. All right. So, we got any uh, comments or questions in uh, in the chat room on this one? Yeah, most of them agree with Tasty that I'm a douche uh, <laughs> and that my taste buds are bad and uh, ah, et cetera, et cetera. Got some of the smartest listeners out there. How yeah. do they perceive all that? Wow. Well, listen, at least they know that I'm speaking my mind. I'm not going to just fall in line like Chad and tell you how wonderful your scrotum is that's every why, time you bring a beer in here. That's the way we bring Chad in. We tell him what to say. Um, we like our scrotum being complimented. Yes. One comment uh, following up with Tasty, though, was that uh, they would be interested in a tasting of this in a few weeks and see if maybe Tasty's right, if his assessment yeah. is that an age thing. Yeah. So right. just a suggestion to you guys. I don't know if you want to bring it up on a later show. Um, yeah. Three weeks. That's a good point. A lot of people did thank you for your metric hop <laughs> yeah. Conversion. There you go. You switching over to grams. Yeah, you know, I, I I've been doing metric measurements of my hops for ages, and the only reason I do it in uh, Imperial was just for like the show, for the book, or whatever. And really, it's just it's like a pain to have to convert it. And everybody should be measuring their hops in grams, unless you're th- thrown in by the bucket load. Then it's bucket loads. Yeah, or you know, by the pound. Yeah. At you know at, at a commercial brewery, that's fine, but if you're home brewing, you're using measurements that it really should be done in grams because you know it's far more precise when you're talking about yeah. it. And it's fine if you do an ounce, and you know if you're not, but yeah. when you're trying to clone something and you're trying to match somebody else, uh, you know I'm, yeah. I'm the point hundredths of of yeah, ounces is just a, a royal pain in the ass. It, it should is, be should yeah. be grams. Yeah, I think the new Jamil compound is in Cuba. Oh, right. Yeah, did you hear uh, Obama opened up uh, Cuba? There we go. read that today. Let's go. Just in time for your conversion over to Graham's. We go over, yeah. And uh, I'm sure Fidel brews, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in in metric. In metric. And finally, uh, there was a lot of discussion about the beer. One comment uh, that somebody made in the chat was about uh, the brewers, about Jeremy's... um, uh, preoccupation with autolysis. He seemed he seemed pretty worried about yeast right, autolysis, right. and so I just wondered what you thought about that. Well, I noticed that too, and uh, you know, for me, I just like ah, what the heck, you know? I I left this on the yeast for eleven days or ten days, whenever I you know I was busy, so I really didn't care. I left it at fermentation temperature because you know my yeast was healthy going in, and I know that I'm pitching uh, you know the proper amount. That all the yeast was uh, healthy. I've left behind any any bad yeast. Aerated. Uh, yeah, and you know if if the yeast was going to die so fast uh, that you know ten days or two weeks was a problem, then you know White Labs and Y yeast wouldn't be able to sell you yeast. 
You know, you'd have a, a a vial of sludge in you know a month that would be all dead, but in a month it's still all pretty. You know, and they do some tricks fish. to make sure it's you know it, it'll it'll it, you know it's at prime health and loaded with a lot of reserves to live out that that period of time, but. Does it make a difference that they have such a so so many more yeast cells? You know, being a bigger batch, do you think? Well, you know, it it it, it may depend on the process. Yeah. So now, if you're repitching, and if you're not uh, rinsing your yeast to to drop out any dead cells, things like that. I mean, that may be part of it. And and if you're just you know selecting a piece of yeast out of a out of a fermenter and then tossing in the next one right away, which is what most commercial breweries do, they don't do a rinsing process. Then you may have cells in there that are going to die, and, and and that could be an issue. So yeah, you know, I'm sure what they're doing is the right thing for their brewery. You know, uh, Jeremy uh, yeah. really seems like he knows what he's doing. Seems like he's on top of things. Uh, you know, and and I would not uh, second guess that. In the home brewery, when you're starting from a fresh pack of uh, Y yeast or, or White Labs, and you've made a starter and all that, and you know it's it's fine. You, you you're, you're gonna be fine for for however long it, it takes you to get the beer ready. Okay. But if we're repitching, then you may you may want to be concerned about that. You're saying like say I am I did I threw a wart on top of an old uh, right right yeah I slurred. would not I would not uh, just uh, reuse an entire yeast cake or anything like that. I always rinse the yeast Do so you? I can let the the dead cells drop out, the okay. brown huff and all that stuff drop out, all right. that 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 crud, and just use the healthy yeast. Cool. And uh, rinsing that information's on the Wet Labs website, right? How to do that? Uh, you know, I think it is. I've, I've seen uh, yeast washing yeah. on sites, but uh, rinsing—I'm not sure if they. Oh, what, have. Do you, what do you call rinsing? Not to uh, rinsing, just uh, use sterile water and yeah. uh, kind of you know let it stratify it up, yeah, and, and then pour right, it off. Right, right. Yeah, that's, and, we, that's and we've done a couple of shows on the uh, recent Bruce Strong show. We talked about uh, repitching yeast. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never heard of that. Never heard of that one. Yeah, never heard of that one. Is that uh, where's where's that? Where's that, where's that, that at? Station? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have one uh, more question from the chat. Uh, uh, that small amount of roasted malt. Uh-huh. They were asking. Uh, they said are you supposed to grind that more than the rest of the malt, and then and then when do you put that in the mash, or does that just go with the whole grist? Just goes with the whole grist. You 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 know. In this case. Um, you don't you don't grind it more. You, you just throw it in with the rest of your grains and uh, run it through the mill. There's no no extra control. Now there are times in the past when when uh, when I've done that with things like carafa, which has uh, the carafa special without a husk, and you grind it fine because you just can and not increase any tannic astringency. There's things like uh, if you're making a Guinness clone. Where Guinness, they they pound their roasted uh, barley into dust, you know. So you you grind it fine like a powder, and then add that. So uh, those are the only two times I can think of that you really uh, grind your your uh, highly kiln malts uh, more than normal. Okay. All right, and that's it from the chat. Great. Well, I think it's another uh, successful cloning. Another yeah. successful uh, can you brew it, and we met the challenge. Yeah, it's a very good beer. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we we did good. And if you want to brew this uh, beer yourself, go to our uh, fine sponsor, uh, northernbrewer.com. dot uh, com. They've got the ingredients to to brew up this fine beer, and uh, you know show them the support, show them love. Uh, maybe brew this one real quick. Get it in the long shot. Enter it. It's yeah, a classic uh, example of the uh, American Amber style. Get yeah. it in there, and uh, have fun with that. And we'll be uh, coming up next with uh, 
if you're listening live, the uh, uh, Lagunitas IPA, our, our Lagunita Ganza, continues yes. with Lagunitas IPA. Until then, brew strong. 